first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, Massachusetts. Today, we'll be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. First up, we'll be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania with Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hello. So to start us off, what are your overall thoughts on this film? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that Marvel fans will enjoy it. Uh, Ant-Man fans will enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, I really liked it. Sounds great. So what is the storyline of this film? So the storyline is that uh, basically uh, Ant-Man and his family. uh, So that's Cassie, who's all grown up now. And then Hope and then Hope's parents. They all get uh, sucked into the quantum realm. Um, So they kind of meet new people and like new creatures and they kind of have to uh do what they didn't think was possible sounds like a cool story um have you seen the other ant-man movies i have so how does this one compare do you think so honestly it's just super different it's really hard to compare because the first two they were like in our world and they were really funny and you had some like comedic relief characters. Uh, there was like fighting, but it wasn't like super like world changing fighting. But in this one, they get transported into the quantum realm, which they thought was like barren and had no life. But it has a bunch of life. And then they fight somebody who could potentially bring the end of the world. That sounds cool. I have not seen any of the anime movies, but I'm kind of interested to go back and watch the originals just so I can watch the new one. You should. <laughs> I recommend them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you need to see the original Ant-Man movies to like fully understand and like enjoy the new one, do you think? So I think there you can like watch it, but I don't really recommend that just because there's a lot of references to what happened in the second movie, at least. Um, because Hope's mom, uh, Janet, she got sucked into the quantum realm, but she didn't, when she came back, she didn't tell anybody about what happened down there. So they referenced that a lot. I think there's just some references that I think you would understand more if you would watch the two Ant-Man movies. It's not necessary, but I would recommend it. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) Do you think that there is enough like action and new material to keep the film moving or and like how's the general pace of the film? I think that it's it's a good pace. It kind of just jumps right in. Um the beginning, it's kind of like the beginning and end. Um they're just kind of like they're kind of in the similar style, which is weird. It kind of comes like full circle. I don't know. Uh, but I like that. And then after the like the beginning, basically, it kind of just jumps right in. And I think at some points. It's like you you don't know what's going to happen or like what's happening, but it moves fast enough. And I think that there is enough action. There's a lot of action, honestly. Um, new twists, new turns, new characters. You know, I think that it's a good amount of action. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you have a favorite character or a moment? Uh, my favorite character, 
is probably Ant-Man. Uh, he He's just uh, so funny. I don't know. Uh, Paul Rudd, uh, who plays Ant-Man, and just like Ant-Man in general, his character, they're just so funny. And they brought like a lot of comedic relief, which was good, uh, even though he's the main character. So uh, I think that he was probably my favorite character. My favorite part, uh, that's a hard one. I would say my favorite part is probably probably the beginning uh when it starts out it's kind of like if you've watched the trailer it's kind of like the trailer a little bit uh it's well not really I don't know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah but what you were saying about um the character kind of having like comedic relief that's definitely important in like movies that are packed with action just so you can have like a little break from the action yeah for sure it always and that's what's really great about the Ant-Man movies they just have so much comedic relief and it's always just been a funny series that you know you can laugh at but also like take seriously <laughs> but laugh at so it's it's always good <laughs> yeah I definitely want to check out these movies you should <laughs> you were listening to kids first coming attractions today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur right now we're continuing reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with Catherine hi again hello again so we were just talking about your favorite character and how he kind of has like comedic relief. Yep. So um, what are your opinions are this on the special effects in this film? The special effects, I'm always blown away by anything that Marvel has to offer with special effects. I know I always say that, but it's just always so unbelievable. But you look at older movies, even from 20 years ago, and you just see the progress that we've made, even from like, 10 years ago or like five years ago you can see the progress that we've made and this one's especially uh cgi heavy just because it's taking place in a not real that we know of place (laughs) uh so it's i think that it was really convincing honestly uh especially because they have to animate like all the ants because you can't tell a bunch of ants what you want them to do uh, and I thought they looked really realistic, which was really cool. Uh, I think the special effects overall were living up to Marvel's high standards. Yeah, the special effects are definitely very important. And I've, I think, I'm pretty sure I've only seen Marvel films that are like kind of older. So I definitely yeah. want to watch like one of the newer ones so I can see like the progress you were talking about. Yeah. So other than the how you're talking about like the ants and how they were like super realistic, do you have like a specific other favorite special effect that you can remember? Um, so it's funny because in the in the movie, like in the quantum realm, there are a bunch of like aliens, not aliens, but like not humans. <laughs> um so it's just really cool to see what they look like. And sometimes they're costumes, but for some of them, like David Dashmalian's character, um, he's he's CGI completely uh, that I that I know of. Uh, so I think that probably just the people from the quantum realm that was a really cool. Oh, and also the backgrounds. The backgrounds were so cool. Um, the settings, like everything, was 
I, I love that movie. It was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely with like so much kind of um, not super realistic stuff, you want to make it realistic with the special effects. So it's always important to kind of carry out and execute the, those special effects. Yeah, you want to make it as realistic as can be. Definitely. So I believe you got the opportunity to speak with some of the casting crew of this film at the red carpet. Is that I right? did. I did. So how was that experience? It was so fun. It's my first like official red carpet, I guess. I've been to a couple of events that are similar to that, but not similar to that, if that makes sense. Uh, it was a really great experience. And I got to talk to a lot of people who are in the movie, who are behind the movie, and people who were just there to watch the movie, who were part of Marvel. It was a yeah, really that- great experience. Uh, and I learned a lot from it. That sounds like such an amazing experience. <laughs> it was, it really was. So was there anyone that was there that you didn't get to speak with but would have liked to, or did you kind of get a chance to talk with everyone? Oh, there were so many people I would have liked to talk to. There was, I I prepared all of these questions and then like for specific people. And then like, I only got to speak to half of the people that I prepared questions for. And then a bunch of people who I didn't. So I kind of just had to go on the fly there. That was hard. But- Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, someday I wish I would have talked to Probably Evangeline Lilly and like Michael Douglas and um, David Desmalchian. Honestly, just people. Oh, uh, probably Kevin Feige. Um, Yeah, I think that for the most part, I talked to people that I wanted to, but there were some people that I wish had, you know, stopped by. Yeah, definitely. It must be hard to get everyone there with so many reporters there. (laughs) It is. And we were kind of closer to the end. So it was like almost time to go and watch the movie. So we didn't, everybody kind of got rushed. So this movie sounds amazing. What is your age recommendation and star rating? Uh, I would recommend it for ages 12 to 18, um, plus adults and especially Marvel fans and Ant-Man fans. And um, I give it five out of five stars. And where and when can we watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? In theaters, um, February 17th, 2023. Okay, I'll definitely try to go check that out because it sounds like an amazing movie. It was. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You 
are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Next up, we'll be listening to Catherine's red carpet interviews with Paul Rudd, Bob Layton, Ruben Rabasa, Peyton Reed, Mitch Bell, Sachi Gomez, and Jolly Bimani, Antonio Neville, and more about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Hello everyone, it's Catherine from Kids First, and today I'm here in LA at the red carpet premiere of Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, the first movie of the MCU's Phase 5. In this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp return and are pulled into the quantum realm, where they meet new people and creatures and push the boundaries of the impossible. Come on, let's go talk to the cast and crew. All right, so I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Paul Rudd, who plays Scott Lang. Oh, it is so good to finally be here at this part of the line to see you and get to talk to you. How are you? Thank How's you. your night? I'm t- it's been a lot of fun. Is it a little overwhelming? A little bit. There's it's a lot weird, of people. Right? I know, I know. It's a little strange. Yeah. yeah I, you never is. get used to it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's really great to see you again. We're really excited for today. And so in the trailer, you received Employee of the Century and Baskin and Robbins. Way to go. Thank you. So what is Ant-Man's favorite Baskin and Robbins ice cream flavor? Mint chip. Baskin Robbins mint chip was always because it was the chocolate shavings and not the actual chip. The chocolate shavings have made the difference bringing that up. <laughs> Alright, so Scott Lang is a goofy, hilarious, and slightly irresponsible dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed an electrician and as a burglar and ended up in jail. Yep. But you were winning in the father category uh, as the best you know, father in the MCU. So how much fun has it been to play Ant-Man? So much fun. And it's great, you know, it's great playing a superhero that has no innate super abilities. Yeah. It's kind of a regular guy. He, you, you're right. He's a dad. I'm a dad in real life, so I get to kind of understand what that aspect of the character is like. Yeah. And it's fun to be a part of all of this. You know, it's such a, it's such a global thing. So many people are interested in Marvel, so to be a part of that is an honor. It really is. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. It's nice to see you. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for talking to me. Of course. I've been so lucky. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. The two characters I'm known for in Marvel, Iron Man and Ant-Man, right? Yeah. I, I, I pull the straw and I get Downey and him. <laughs> I mean, how lucky is that, right? Very, very lucky. Uh, I, I count my blessings, you know. Have you seen the movie yet? No, they 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 want, want, they want me to be surprised. Ooh! So what are you most looking no, forward they, to? Uh, well, I look forward to the royalty checks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I get those too, though. Uh, no, what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing how they they uh, the characters grow because they've grown beyond what what David Michelin and I first created. Yeah. In the comics, they've grown so far beyond that now. So I'm in new territory. I'm in territory that I I never explored before. I mean, you know, Cassie, we never dealt with Cassie other than being a, a small girl. Right. So now she's a, she's one of the, you know, cast members. So I'm I'm just like you. I'm all excited to see what, <laughs> where are we going with all this stuff, you Yeah, know? for sure. Thank you so much. I, know, I don't lose my sense of wonder, you know, at all, right? <laughs> nope. Absolutely. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. Thank you. It's a blast. Yeah. I'm good. How are you? Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what was your role in the movie? 
what is my role in my movie? Okay, I'm supposed to be the owner of this cafeteria. And Paul wrote something to get his coffee and his dinner. And I, and I don't know what kind of hero he was. Uh-huh. So I say to him the wrong name. I say thank you, Spider-Man, when I supposed to say you, Ant-Man. So that's what, that's the whole thing. And I love what I did. I did it. I did it. I, I'm very happy that I did the wrong name. That's what I love. I love that. So it was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I know. I know. And then my family said, Ruben, you. You should be ashamed of yourself. You shouldn't look at it. I said, well, I'm glad that I don't see it. I'm glad. <laughs> me too. Thank you so much for talking with me. No, oh, I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> and that was Ruben Rabasa. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I'm here with the director, Mr. Peyton Reed. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. I'm doing great. So you've directed all three Ant-Man movies. And then, so did you feel any extra pressure with this being the first movie of MCU uh, Phase 5? Listen, I always feel a lot of pressure on these movies anyway. Yeah. There's a lot going on in these Marvel movies. So there's a lot of self-imposed pressure. But yeah, we kick off Phase 5. And, you know, when we started... Ant-Man was sort of like almost a junior Avenger. Yeah. He was sort of, uh, you know, a small-time crook who made some bad decisions and got pulled into this world. And now Ant-Man and Wasp are front and center. They're the first Avengers who are going to come into contact with Kang the Conqueror. So I'm thrilled. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, so what are you most proud of with this movie? So I think I was just telling someone down there, the, the, like, I, I love it all. I think that Paul's great and Avengers and Michael and Michelle, they're all wonderful and Catherine Newton. But we get to see Kang now. We can see Jonathan Majors as King, and this is going to lead up into, as you know, uh, basically Phase Five, and 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 the Avengers coming up is going to be about the King, uh, the, the, you know, him being the big bad guy. So I think that's exciting seeing the the initial machinations of, of, of him and, and what he intends to do and what he wants to do, and and who he is. And uh, I want to make sure that you guys stay for the tag at the end because it'll show you a very. Uh, 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 important scene, so to put it, uh, going forward with Kane. All right, well, I will be sure to stay till the end. Fantastic. Nice to meet you. Enjoy the it's movie, nice to meet you. Guys. Thank you so much. Right. We're so excited. Yes, we're very excited. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Right now we're continuing listening to Catherine's red carpet interviews with the cast and crew of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm here with Sochi Gomez. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> All right. So have you seen the movie yet? <laughs> you just came out with that one. No, I have not seen the movie yet. What are you most excited for? Um, obviously, to support Catherine, um, young, a young superhero. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see her on the big screen. For sure. Is there anything that you want to say to all your fans? All my fans? Oh, my God. Well, number one, they're right here. Hello. Hi. They're so energetic, and I love them. They have the, the, just the biggest hearts, and I love getting messages and seeing them, and whenever they come up to me, it, just, it literally it makes my day. <laughs> Your dress looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you so much. It was, it's not, it's not going to be fun to sit in. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Hint, hint. Thank you so much for talking with me. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Let me see this skirt. Oh, yeah. 
This is cute. Thank you so I much. Like I love the little ant. Thank you. I picked him up along the way. He said he didn't have a pass. I felt bad for him. <laughs> like, come with, stick with me, kid. I'm going places. <laughs> All right. So I'm here with Anjali Bimali. Anjali Bimani. Bimani. I'm yes, sorry. that's okay. That's okay. It's a tough name. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. All right, so have you seen the movie yet? No, that's why I'm so excited. Tonight is going to be so good. I know. Yeah. So what are you most excited about? You know, it's really hard to pick one thing. It's like picking your favorite children. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, one of the things that I'm excited about is seeing the development of the Wasp's character because we've seen how strong she is and how capable she is, and I'm wondering if we're going to see a little more of the the tender side of her or not. And Evangeline is capable of doing really anything on screen, so anything she watches I will happily watch 94 times. And of course, Paul Rudd is just like the most adorable human being and then a badass on top of it in this series, so I love watching him. Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, like legends who also happen to be, like I want to be both of them when I grow up. I want to be them and then the, yeah. and then their look in these movies is just, Woo! Yeah, so I'm just I'm just excited to be along for the ride. Yeah, it's I'm really excited too. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you so much. Take care. Nice to meet you. I love your glasses. They are so dope. I love them. I'm here with Antonio Noble. Hello, how are you? I'm excited to be here. How about you? I'm really excited to be here too. <laughs> so what specifically are you most excited about? Oh man, I love Marvel. I've been a Marvel kid ever since I was a kid. So I'm just excited to see the continuation. Um, and to get to know Ant-Man a lot more, I feel like what I love about Marvel the most is that they're taking the time to bring characters to the forefront that we don't always see. And Ant-Man is going to be a very important character in this movie and throughout the rest of the phase. So I can't see how they utilize him for this phase. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that too. It's always really cool when you see like a new superhero you've never even heard of. Yeah, and I'm a comic book nerd, so I've always heard of Ant-Man, you know? So I'm like, I'm happy to see him getting his praises. I've had an amazing time here at the premiere. Make sure to watch Ant-Man 3 Quantumania when it comes out on February 17th, 2023 in theaters. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Kids First so you don't miss the latest reviews and interviews from me and my awesome team members. See you later. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. 
I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Next up, we'll be reviewing Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur with Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hello. So what are your overall feelings on Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I think that it's a great show for all superhero lovers, uh, young and old. I think it's directed towards younger audience, but I think that, you know, anybody who watched it could enjoy it. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was really cute and really creative. I hadn't read the comics that it was based off of, uh, but it was easy to pick up and start watching. Yeah, so can you give us an overview of the plot of this TV show? Yeah, so it follows Lunella Lafayette. Uh, She's a 13-year-old genius. She's super smart, probably the smartest teenager, uh, 13-year-old in the world. And she accidentally brings a dinosaur uh, to her home in New York uh, with a self-made portal. So, and from there, uh, she befriends the dinosaur. And then they help protect the Lower East Side from New York, or from New York, geez, from harm. Uh, Lower East Side in New York, from harm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really, like, cool, unique plot. It is. It's, it's different because it's not, like, a well-known, well-established thing. I think it's a relatively new co- comic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so do you know, um, like, are there, like, a bunch of episodes, like, smaller, shorter episodes? I'm not exactly sure how many episodes there are. I watched two. And, you know, honestly, they weren't that long. They were probably, like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe. Um, But they felt like their own mini-movie because they were really focused on each episode. There was, like, a lot of attention to detail. It's just like a very focused storyline. It kind of felt like a mini movie each episode. Yeah, I was just wondering because I know that they're based off the comics, so I didn't know like how they turned that into like a TV show if like each book yeah. was a different episode or... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think they might have just taken like who she was and maybe some of the villains that she met and then just kind of didn't go much off like or didn't base it too much off of it. But I'm not entirely sure. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. I was just wondering, like, interested to see, like, that process. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I believe it's animated, correct? That's correct. So, how do you think the animation in general is? I really love the animation. It's kind of different. It looks like a comic book. Um, It's really colorful. There's a lot of, like, popping colors. And, like, the backgrounds are really, really beautiful and, like, vibrant. And it, yeah, it just really looks like it's like straight out of a comic book. Yeah, that's so cool. It seems like um, like the was really captured when they made the TV show, even if they didn't yeah. like follow the story exactly. Yeah. So, what characters or moments do you find most relatable, and why? I think the fact that it's about like a thirteen-year-old girl um, that makes it relatable because. It has some scenes of her in school, even though she's a super genius. And that's not relatable to the majority of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think having someone like your age is always kind of helpful to 
have it be relatable. Yeah. And it also like, especially her, she's like younger than me. And I just like, look at that. I'm like, whoa, I'm not a super genius. She's doing a lot for her age. (laughs) So I believe you got to speak with Fred Tadashore, the voice of Devil Dinosaur in this show. Is that correct? That's correct. So how was that? It was so funny. Uh, He had like a little devil dinosaur like plush or whatever and he would like make the dinosaur sound it was just it was kind of funny like he would just kind of break out the voice a couple times and he's just done so many things he's voiced over a thousand characters I think it's been a lot or about a thousand I don't know he's voiced a lot of people and it was just really interesting to learn about his experience and then you know learn like what it's like to maybe voice like and a dinosaur that like doesn't have any lines and just kind of makes like sounds in his own language. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's always really cool to um, speak with voice actors. Cause when they give you like a little bit of their voice acting, it's just a really cool experience. It really is. So what age recommendation and star rating do you give Marvel's moon girl and double dinosaur? Uh, I would recommend it for ages eight to 12. And then I give it four to five stars. And where and when can we watch Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? So it released on Disney Channel on February 10th. um, And it's releasing on Disney Plus shortly after. Sounds great. I might go check it out. Yeah, you should. Thanks for talking with me today. Yeah, of course. It was great to talk to you. You too. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Right now we're switching over to listen to Catherine's interview with Fred Tatashor, the voice of Devil Dinosaur and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Hi, I'm Catherine reporting for Kids First. And today I have the opportunity to speak with Fred Tatashor, the very prolific actor who has voiced almost a thousand different characters in his career. It's almost too much to put down on paper, but he's voiced Hulk, Beast, Thing, and Crossbones in various media for Marvel, and has also voiced Master Shifu, Poe's dad, and Master Bear in some of the Kung Fu Panda installments. And most recently, he he had voiced uh, Devil Dino in Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil (laughs) Dino. (laughs) (laughs) he's actually a lot bigger than um oh. thank you it's nice to see you thank you so much happy yeah, to be here of course all right so to get started off what uh drew you to wanting to take on this role well it was uh, exciting just from the get-go i i knew about devil dinosaur from way back uh, hulk and devil dinosaur have a past so i've played some episodes as hulk with devil and uh, it was very interesting with this whole thing man a whole different kind of comic book a whole different look um I, I I didn't realize it was going to be such a culturally amazing project, you know? Uh, so I was just drawn, I was just honored to be part of, you know, here we have Moon Girl, you know, uh, a, a woman of color, a nerd who is like the smartest person in the universe, you know, Marvel universe. Science is good. You know, so we got this great nerd and getting to play her, you know, sidekick or, you know, her partner along with uh, um, Casey, you know, it was just such a fun, I, uh, such an honor, 
I didn't know though it was going to look in this cool and sound this cool. I didn't know. I knew the comic book looked cool, but I didn't know how far they were going to take it like they did. And so from an actor point of view, it's really fun because um, this is like playing an instrument. I, I don't get the full line. I mean, other characters I play have lines and stuff. like coach her brick and all that. Told there be no math. Uh, but like there's a, uh, a, an interesting thing to do with these kind of characters where I want to know what the line is that you want me to say. And then how do we abstract that into his own language? So that became a really fun artistic uh, challenge and, and joy to do. You know, and it's great because you have the director, you have the, all the writers, the des- animators, you know, designers there listening to it. Uh, Sam Regal's my uh, uh, direct voice director, and we just are like, we do four, three or four different passes of a line. Lunella, we ha- we have to go to the store, or Lunella, look out for that. Or, you know, and then we would have like, we would, then they'd pick. And choose, and, and we we build it right there. So it's artistically really a fun. Yeah. I was drawn to that. But yeah. now now seeing the show, you know, and seeing what it is, it's so much, it's just, it's it's amazing, you know? So I'm really drawn to it even more. I know, you know, it's actually so amazing. And the show, I loved it. I didn't really expect, like, what I was, I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't really read the comics. I've heard about them, mm-hmm. but I didn't really read them. Sure. But it was such a, a beautiful show. And I was actually wondering about how you decided what to, you know, say. So uh, I was wondering, uh, did they give you a script, kind of a, a Groot-like thing, what they did with uh, Vin Diesel and Groot? Uh, did they give you a script of lines that you had to say and then... Uh, yes. Okay. That's exactly right. So I actually read the full scripts, you know, and I just start to write in or think about like, what is that line? How does that sound? And then I try to give them three or four choices and then we go from there. So yeah, they, they, I've read the scripts. I knew they were cool, but I didn't realize the depth of the art and the animation and the mute, how each thing drives it. You know, there's not like, oh, this music is background supporting or it's yeah. no, <laughs> Literally, science is explained. Emotions are spelled out right in front. You know, I get to know from emojis what he's talking about, you know, and um, so it's a real like each between the art, the writing, the, you know, the acting, the animation, the music, the design, all of it is takes a front seat to make this very unusual show. And I've never, (laughs) I was really blown away by that. I I knew it would be cool because I read the scripts and they were they were deep they were either funny or they had like real great concepts going on you know scientific and or otherwise yeah and it's got heart it's got this beautiful heart to it It it's about finding your family you know yeah it's a really beautiful Mm -hmm. show altogether what do you think devil dino means to lunella and what do you like most about that relationship what i love about most about this that relationship is these two people found each other you know, these two beings and the reason he will do anything for her and loves her so much uh, because she took time to learn his name and learn his language and could communicate with him. And he never had anybody like that in his life. He came from a very scary place and he's come into this and found a family at home. So what Lu- Lunella means, it, it, it's a partner. And it's a, it's a friend. It's more than just, I mean, he is like a 20 pound, 20, 10 ton dog, but he's more than a, he's not a pet. He's actually her friend and family. And I think he sees her and ostensibly Casey as his family. 
and 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 someone he would do anything for. Loves her so much. And he is a do-gooder. They're both as wild as a force of nature as he is. Right. Uh, he really has a good heart. And he's he loves deeply and wants to do well by people. You know, and, and hot dogs. Loves the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but yeah. <laughs> it's, honest, it's honestly what makes this show so different from other shows who maybe have an animal sidekick or a pet as a best friend. But really devil dino he's just a best friend you know <laughs> yeah he's a best friend who has like, complicated inner life you know and and was jealous of a few friends like uh, casey and a hamster and all that but learned not to be jealous and he, he can share her <laughs> with others <laughs> but yeah there it's and and she's strong where he isn't and he's strong where she isn't and that's and that's really showing the team how you work together you know it really is it's it's neat to see it all gel you know yeah well thank you so much for talking with oh, me oh absolutely Catherine's wonderful talking great questions yeah thank you so do much more. let me know if you want to do more of course <laughs> i'm always up for that <laughs> yeah well it's an honor to be here and an honor to work on this show it's really thank it's you really a blast. <laughs> be sure to watch moon girl and devil dinosaur when it releases on the disney channel on february 10th 2023 and then it'll be on disney plus shortly after yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm Catherine, reporting for kids first see you later bye let's take a break i'm kyla from boston and you are listening to kids first coming attractions to become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First film critic boot camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Next up, we'll be listening to Natalia's red carpet interviews with Diamond White, Fred Tatashore, Gary Anthony Williams, Liebbauer, and Raphael Siddick about Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. 
Hello, my name is Natalia Marie Jackson, reporting from Kids First, and today I am here at the beautiful Disney Studios lot for the premiere of Disney's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. The highly anticipated animated Disney Channel slash Marvel series will be available February 10th on Disney Channel. So let's go speak to some of the cast and crew. Hello, my name is Natalia Marie Jackson, reporting from Kids First, and today I have the honor of speaking with Fred Tatashore, got that there, and Diamond White, who portrays the role of the first Marvel slash Disney black girl teenage superhero, Moon Girl, as well as Fred, who is one of the most talented voice actors in the industry, voiced over 1,000 characters. That is really such a big milestone. First off, congratulations to you both for being a part of such an inclusive and diverse project. This is such a great milestone, especially for people such as me. Um, to start us off, Diamond, your character, at just the mere age of 24, you are breaking boundaries and being a part of change. How does that feel to you? It feels amazing. I'm super grateful and honored to be this character. She's Marvel's first African-American superhero teenage girl. So I feel honored to play this role. There's a lot of words to that first teenage superhero girl, but it truly comes down to one meaning, and it is just making a difference in the TV industry, and that is such a big thing. And now over here, Fred, your character, oh my gosh, I've been hearing you say the voice all night, and oh my God, it has been absolutely hilarious. Even hearing you, I know you guys struggled with that little song agenda thing going going on over there, but I have to say, how does it feel to join the Marvel Universe as Devil Dinosaur? Oh, it's first of all, for the reasons she just mentioned, it's a complete honor. You were doing some historical things here so that makes me totally excited for nothing else and then then to get on as this character that is this force of nature and I do a lot of scary characters uh, and this was nice to have a force of nature that is so sweet and loves her and would do anything for her and just uh, and hot dogs and pizza. but uh, and and just uh, from a vocal standpoint what a wonderful it's a fun job it's a it's an interesting challenge growing up um, did you ever have characters that ever uh, really truly admired your ethnic background or your experiences and you're like wow I really kind of relate to this character or was that also a struggle for you growing up was that what was that also a, a big struggle growing up not able to seeing characters that resembled your lifestyle on TV no, it was, isn't so much that. Just for me personally, I just didn't know who I was, and I always identified with the outsiders and all that stuff. And it was, uh, so I, I, I always, you know, I always appreciate, it was interesting that I got to play Hulk, because I always liked Banner Hulk, the idea of this changing back and forth and all that. That I appreciated very much. Um, yeah, for this is more like, uh, for Devil, he's an outsider too. In fact, I don't even think he enjoyed where he was before, quite frankly, because when he crossed over that portal, he wants to stay yeah. with Lunella. So that I appreciate is that you really do make your own family. And I really, I've had to do that over the years, and that's really what, that's really what it, where it's at. I think that's what the crux of the show is too. Well, lastly, to end it off, we'll start off with Diamond. What is something that the viewers can expect differently from season one now to season two? Ooh, season two is going to get a lot deeper. It's going to get emotional. And there's some things you definitely are not going to see coming at the end of season two. And what can you say? What what evolved with your character Fred from season one to season two? Oh, uh, now he's full fledged into the family mode and is not jealous of of her any as much as you'll see in the first season uh, of, of other friends. And you will get a little more backstory on some of the characters. That's that's another one. Well, I see a lot of evolvement, a lot of change, but still keeping the the super exciting uh, part of this film. So thank you so much both for speaking with me, Diamond and Fred. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we cannot wait to see season two come out.
out. Hello, my name is Natalie Marie Jackson, reporting from Kids First. And today I have the honor of speaking with Gary Williams, who portrays the voice of Pops, as well as Lee Bay Barrera, who portrays the voice of Casey in Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. How are you guys today? Great. I'm happy to be on Kids First because I'm a child. I'm eight years old. I just want America to know that. I'm an eight-year-old child who, whose dreams have just come true. Oh, well, that sounds pretty good. How are you doing today, Libby? I'm great. I'm really excited. I this We've been working on this for like three years now, and today, finally, well, we, people have slept right a few more days, but it's really exciting for this to finally come out into the world. Well, I got to say, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is really bringing out diversity and inclusivity in this series, which is such a great accomplishment, especially for people of all ethnic backgrounds. Can you tell me your experiences growing up? Did you see a lot of characters that looked like you or came from your same background on TV? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I I would have loved to have seen like a powerful Latina who like spoke Spanish and was like celebrated for it. And we I really didn't get a lot of that. And I feel very lucky to like to be able to be a part of this like yeah this very diverse show. And that's very you know and that's that's there it is true representation with the writers behind the scenes and the cast and everyone. And I feel really great. You know it's it's really exciting getting to be this like powerful Latina character. And um, yeah. I grew up in the South where definitely there was nothing representative of what I was doing on television. A few sitcoms in animation, cartoons, new, wasn't happening at all. So yeah, to be able to do something like this now uh, with this group of people and it just, the, like she said, diversity all the way around, even the writing staff, which is all female writing staff right now, it's fantastic to see the representation. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Right now, we're continuing listening to Natalia's red carpet interviews with the cast and crew of Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, can you tell me how similar you are to your character in real life to on screen? Okay, so I do pride myself on being a very good friend. I'm a very loyal friend. I'm very supportive of my friends. And Casey is that through and through to Lunella. You know, she's very social media savvy, which I am not. I am not a social media person. <laughs> but, um, you know, I but I, you know, I think that, I, like, I, I'm tenacious in the way that she is. And that's, um, yeah. And for you, can you tell me your experience portraying the role of Pops? How did you prepare yourself for taking on this role? I stole everything from my dad. Like his voice, I made very close to my dad. His calmness, I made very close to my dad. His love of his family, like that, trying to get all of that in there. That's even when it's not in the writing, which it always is actually. Like I, I prepared by just going back and channeling my, <laughs> honestly, channeling my dad in this. Yeah. And to end it off, I want you both to give me merely. You know, Pilar actually really had to think on this one. Three words only to describe Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. What do you say? You'd think we've been asked this question enough that we would, like, learn the answer. I refuse to learn anything. <laughs> Three words, okay. You go first. <laughs> uh, some of them are going to be hyphenated. Eyeball-pleasing, ear-hole-exploding, family. Oh, I killed it. Oh, those are some good ones. Can you top those? Action-packed and... Uh, 
an experience. Ooh, okay, okay. We'll take those ones. Thank you both so much for speaking with me. You guys did a fantastic job. Have a Thank wonderful you. day. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hello, my name is Natalia Marie Jackson, reporting from Kids First, and today I am alongside Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and producer Raphael Sadiq, who portrays as the executive music producer in Disney slash Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. How are you today? Good. How are you? Ooh, I'm doing very good. Great to hear. Well, to start us off, as African-American artists and performers such as yourself who are getting more opportunities with mainstream programming, how do you feel knowing you're a part of a program which is including the first Disney slash Marvel African-American black girl superhero who is also a teenager? How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. It's, uh, it's fun. It's, it's based in Manhattan, and it's a lot of history in New York for me. So, so many genres of music that I get to work with, and um, animation is beautiful. The story is beautiful. Diamond White is an amazing voice for um, Lunella, so it's, 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 it's amazing, you know, I got Lawrence Fishburne's The Beyonder, so I have a heavy job, a lot of heavy hitters, you know. And speaking of the creative process, can you tell me what that was like and how you really engage yourself in working on this project? I engage myself by just really taking a close listen to what everybody has to say and taking everybody's information in and really processing it and um, you know not halfway listening just really listening and taking it in and, and doing the best I can you know can you give me three words to describe Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and I know there's a lot I it's action-packed I mean from Fred I, I got eye bowling I, I got a lot going on I would just say and making it personal I love it all right. Well, you heard him making it personal, and he loves it. Thank you so much for speaking with me. That comes to the end of this video. I had an amazing time here at Disney Studios lot for the premiere of Disney Channel slash Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I got to speak to some of the cast and the crew. I had a blast. And once again, this premieres on February 10th and February 15th on Disney+. Plus. Once again, I'm Natalia Jackson. I'm pretty from Kids First. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Kyla from Boston, Massachusetts, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.